Welcome to World Cafe. Hey, I'm Kalea. Going to get a little soul music education from someone who can help point you in the right direction. Ayana Contreras joins us for the guest DJ spotlight. Ayana is the content director for Vocalo and the host of Reclaimed Soul, which airs on Vocalo and our affiliate WBEZ. Take a listen. Before we get into your picks, um, can you talk a little bit about Chicago's connection to soul music? I mean, I think a lot of people take it for granted, but it's a pretty incredible connection how much music was being made there. Right. I mean, for a big chunk of the 20th century, it was the second largest city. So it would go to show that it would also be a hub of all sorts of production, including musical production. Right. Um, We were, you know, very well known earlier in the 20th century for blues and jazz and gospel. And those are the threads that created soul music. Right. So it would just be a natural fit that our particular brand of soul music would um, have been birthed right here. Yeah. And uh, as someone who plays a lot of soul music and cares about it, I imagine a, uh, an assignment of saying just pick five songs, probably a, a pretty hard thing to narrow it down to just five. Well, I mean, you know, considering this is more of a general audience uh, program, I think it actually isn't as difficult. It's sort of kind of if I want to introduce you to Chicago soul, how do I do that? As opposed to the politics of you got to include this artist because this artist was really important in 1967. You know, if you're doing it for a very staunchly Chicago audience, for instance. Well, I think you've got some open minds and open ears excited to take this journey. So thank you for picking a few songs. Where would you like to begin today? Um, You know, I really wanted to start with something that maybe isn't the first group you think of, but has such a quintessential Chicago sound for so many reasons. It's a song from 1963 by a family group called the Drewvels. The song is called Tell Him. If you ever see what for me, tell him that I love you. The Drew Vells tell him on World Cafe. Um, can you talk a little bit about why they they are important to Chicago? Like you said, it was it was meaningful when it connecting soul music in Chicago. Why is that? Absolutely. I mean, it was a, you know, kind of homegrown recording in a lot of ways. And the lead vocalist, Patty Drew, just a 19-year-old singer with a dream, essentially. Um, I just think part of what makes it so wonderful is it's sort of a bridge between a beautiful doo-wop sound and a really strictly soul sound. And one of the arrangement elements of it that is very quintessentially Chicago is the use of what I like to call choral horns. The horns actually serve as background vocalists in a certain way um, or the way in which a background vocalist would normally be used to sort of add exclamation points to what the lead vocalist is saying. Really very punchy and full and brassy. A lot of attitude. Getting a little bit of musical knowledge here on the World Cafe, Sense of Place Chicago, Guest DJ Spotlight with Ayana Contreras talking great soul songs in Chicago. Um, 
Tell me a little bit about Denise Williams, because I know some of the names on this list and some of them very, very well. But I did not know a lot about Denise Williams other than I think she won a few Grammys and and had a number one single crossover a long time ago. Right. So I think her biggest hit is like, let's hear it for the boy, which is from is that from Footloose? Is that what that's from? Well, here's the point. I think that is that has so little to do with the rest of her career mm-hmm. that it's almost a shame that her like one really huge hit um, really isn't the best representation of who she was as an artist. One of the things that was wonderful about Denise Williams was her tenacity. Like her album, her first album, This Is Nisi from 1976, she was in her 30s when it was released. There's not a lot of artists that are like that. But she had been recording small recordings on labels like Toddlin Town as early as the 1960s, but then gave it up to be a nurse only to dip back into the music. So this song that I wanted to play is from her first album, This Is Nisi, and it's really an anthem in the Chicago soul scene just because it expresses this uh, desire to be sort of free in a, I don't know, I guess you would say kind of quasi-feminist way, but really just an empowered way that is really easy to connect to even in the year of our Lord 2022. Well, let's get into it. This is Denise Williams with Free on World Cafe. our guest DJ Spotlight on World Cafe, listening to some great soul with our guest, Ayana Contreras. That was Denise Williams with Free. We're picking some great soul songs with Chicago Connections, Chicago History. And um, there's a band that, you know, a lot of people have heard. They certainly have heard uh, the Shy Lights, but they might not have known they've heard the Shy Lights. If you listen to Beyonce's Crazy in Love, that's the sample that makes up that iconic song, but they're instrumental in Chicago soul music. Um, can you tell, tell us a little bit more about the group itself before we get into the song? Right. So they were together for decades, and the primary songwriter from the group, Eugene Record, really kind of a poet laureate of sorts, really wrote some really beautiful, timeless soul records. The other thing's kind of notable about the Shy Lights is they were on a label that had um, offices here in Chicago during the 1970s, Brunswick. Um, And Brunswick, one claim to fame that people probably don't know is that the engineer that made these recordings, these early 1970s recordings, sound like amazing. Even today uh, was a, a guy by the name of Bruce Swedeen. And if that name sounds familiar to you at all, he wound up being the person who did engineering work for Quincy Jones. So he engineered um, that run of Michael Jackson albums in the 80s and built out these amazing like um, recording apparatuses, really changed the game of multi-track recording, but experimented on these soul records back in the 1970s. Yeah. And why did you pick uh, Have You Seen Her? I mean, come on. It's, I mean... (laughs) Okay, so he starts with a rap, right? Like, my favorite part of the whole song is it's like, 
I watch the children play. Tomorrow is their future. But for me, it's just another day. I mean, like the reverb on the record, everything about this record is just like super, super, super diamond, jubilee, amazing. I love that. That is an endorsement. Let's take a listen. <laughs> the Shylights, have you seen her on World Cafe? the guest DJ spotlight on World Cafe. The Shy Lights, have you seen her? Some great Chicago soul hanging out with Ayanna Contreras, our guest DJ. And that song, just so good. I mean, that song is, I, I, it's like unbelievable how good that song is. The production values on all of these songs are really something else. Like in They terms sound of, huge. They yeah. do. Like, it's kind of amazing, like when these records were made, what the engineers were doing to achieve these sounds that, I mean, just, yeah. It just explode out of your speakers. It's really huge. cool. They're huge yeah. records. I mean, that is the thing about, I think, Chicago music. I mean, we had great songwriters and obviously great artists. But part of what the story is, is the studios and the producers and the arrangers that were able to get these larger than life sounds. And a lot of the time they utilize the Chicago Symphony Orchestra for the horns and strings. So super top notch. Um, a lot of these recordings just, you know, par excellence, like really beautiful songs. Is it Was it one of those things where you had arrangers like hanging out at, at a studio and then they'd work at a different studio? And then there was this sort of feeling of osmosis where like people were, it wasn't necessarily copying ideas, but you're just in the room and you hear this idea and you go, hey, I want to do that. And then all of a sudden you have several producers and arrangers all sort of sharing a little bit of a brain. And that's where some of these production ideas come from. Or is it something else? So, I mean, there was a lot of leeway to have an individual sound amongst the different arrangers. So you can tell like, oh, this was Charles Stepney arranging this or this was Tom Tom Washington arranging this. Very idiosyncratic. But at the same time, there were certain things that were sort of in the water, like that use of horns and strings and, you know, um, sort of bluesier elements or more jazzy elements uh, were big parts of a lot of the recordings. But to your point, there was a strip called Record Row where the majority of the soul and jazz recordings were made. And there was actually a cafeteria, like a delicatessen called Bats, where people would just hang out and, you know, shoot the breeze and talk music, talk records. Oh, gosh, to be a fly on the wall during that, that would be a pretty awesome conversation to overhear. Absolutely. It's the World Cafe. My guest is Ayanna Contreras. She is the host of Reclaimed Soul, which you can hear on Vocalo Radio. It's a show that documents the narratives, history, and cultural significance of the music scene in 20th century Chicago. And we're going over some great soul songs. And up next, uh, you know, the, there's of the time, there are bands that were the five or the four, whatever, you know, but I think the five stair steps. What a name. And the first family of soul, not a bad moniker either. Um, what do you know about them? 
So the five stair steps, uh, south side of Chicago, a lot of the older kids went to Harlan High School. Got to mention that. And so it's interesting because they were the children of a police officer. Uh, their father was a police officer, and they were named because in, if they put them in order of age, they looked like little stair steps, you know, <laughs> by height, um, which is very cute. They, were, they wrote most of their own material, and they were on a very early Curtis Mayfield-related label called Windy Sea for their early recordings. Uh, super talented family. Their vocals are really, really, really mature. And they came out before the Jackson 5, right? Like the Jackson 5, definitely when they were just um, signed to Steeltown and doing, you know, little clubs here in Chicago, definitely were comparing themselves to the five stair steps. So they definitely made that that mold of the family um, soul group. Yeah. Was it uncommon for artists to write a majority of their material uh, as soul musicians or was it was it more the same sort of similar vibe as Motown where they had writers in studio who were doing a majority of the writing for the artists? It really depended. But I mean, I think there were some really solid writers that were primarily writing for like the larger labels such as Chess or even for Brunswick, for instance. But in terms of like youth, like high school kids writing very sophisticated love songs. (laughs) I don't know that that happened as often as you might think. Like this song that we're going to hear, Danger, She's a Stranger, is a very sophisticated record. And these kids are like 16. And I'm like, what do you know about that, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Let's check it out. This is The Five Stair Steps. Danger, she's a stranger. Take a chance on everything you own. But you win, but tell you lose. And if I love, even if it has that strong, we can overcome and make two strangers become as one. Do you think? It's the Five Stair Steps on World Cafe, our guest DJ Spotlight, going over some great Chicago soul with our guest, Diana Contreras. I'm Kaleo on the World Cafe, and you can't you can't forget Curtis. You you gotta you gotta get to Curtis Mayfield. And before we pick get into the song that you picked, can you talk about his connection with Chicago? I mean, he was born in Chicago. A lot of folks from this era, like talking about the 50s, 60s, 70s, were products of the Great Migration, meaning that they were born in the American South. He was actually born in Chicago, raised in the Cabrini-Green housing projects. As a lot of people say, the Cabrini-Green housing projects in the 1950s was a very different animal than the notorious space that we hear about today. But I will say, like, you know, he grew up attending a, the church that his grandmother attended, and 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 that gospel got into him, and he was sort of self-taught on the on the um, guitar. He learned his guitar licks based on the black keys of the piano, so that's part of why his guitar sounded so idiosyncratic. And his songwriting was inspired by that church, inspired by the doo-wops around the block, and you know, the rest is history. This concept that he came into the scene a high school dropout and became one of the most influential soul artists of his generation really speaks volumes. Yeah. And move on up uh, your pick. Yes. I think it should be the 
the anthem of Chicago. I think that, that, what is this, Chicago, my kind of town? I mean, yeah, right. I mean, really move on up from his very first solo album, I think is just such an inspirational recording. Every time I play it, uh, everybody sort of just stops and stares and kind of gets inside their feelings, but also feels exceptionally motivated, which I think was what he was hoping to uh, accomplish. All right, let's take it in. Curtis Mayfield, move on up. It's Curtis Mayfield, Move On Up, here on The World Cafe, putting the wraps on our guest DJ spotlight with Ayana Contreras. Ayana is the content director for Vocalo and a soul junkie, knows so much about soul music. You can find out more about soul by listening to her show, which is called Reclaimed Soul. Uh, and you can find it at vocalo.org. Ayanna, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for giving us uh, a little bit of musical history and some great music today. Yeah, thank you. For Sense of Play Chicago, I'm Kaleo. We're back in a minute with more World Cafe. <laughs> 